So, 2016, here we are. I'm finally getting to preach. It's been forever. I don't know if y'all have realized it, but it's been forever since I've been in the pulpit. And I'm giving it up again to Joe next week, or this Sunday. Um, but I get, I get excited, and I, I, I'm an optimist on one hand, and I'm a pessimist on the other about New Year's. Because I'm excited because it is a fresh start and people will try stuff. They'll get off their rear end, including myself, and get out and try something. It's why Planet Fitness is full today. It's every year. It's so funny. You watch it for a couple weeks and then all of a sudden we realize they'll all clear back out and I'll have my spot again. Give it a couple weeks. If that. And then they just keep paying their money and they're paying to not go. A lot of people will pay their money just to not go work out. But. Everybody, you know, it is a fresh time. It is a time to start something. But I want you to know, now, now this is me. This is not thus saith the Lord. This is me. You don't have to have a New Year's to start. New Year's only comes around once a year. If you only started new things once a year, you're going to be in trouble. What's so awesome about the Lord is His mercies are new every morning. Every morning I get up, I get to start new. My mind gets to start fresh. My life gets to start fresh. My decisions are behind me. If I have taken them to the Lord, they're gone. They're paid for it. Behind me, I get to start fresh again. The, the, the problem is we don't. So I want to encourage you. Is I'm going to give you kind of a, uh, the title of t- tonight is A Fresh Start in 2016. I can't do it for you. Never was it was I called as a pastor to do your fresh start for you, to do your walk for you. I'm just here to encourage and support and kind of be a, a cheerleader and, and give you maybe some, some good thoughts to take home and change your life. I'm going to give you some quotes. They're going to be secular quotes. We're just going to have some fun tonight. But one of the most difficult things about a fresh start is letting go of the past. We don't realize it, but we love to hold on to the past. And we love to hold on to other people's past. And it's wrong. We hang on to our past failures, our past attempts, the unkind or hurtful words spoken by well-meaning people in the past, past defeats, past disappointments. I want you to know that one of the main, one of the biggest tactics of Satan is to get you to hang on to your past. It would be so easy for me to hang on to my past. It is an easy thing to hang on to. It's hard to let it go. And I can let it go for a day or two and go back and pick it up. It's like Satan just delivers it back to my door again. Hey, don't forget your past. Here it is, Amazon.com, two-day free prime shipping. There it is. Amen, I love Amazon Prime, two-day shipping. (laughs) But let's look at Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18. What's the Lord say? I love this. Forget, everybody say forget, the former things. Don't dwell on the past. Everybody say that. Don't dwell on the past. I want you to know that the Spirit of God is speaking to you right now. Quit dwelling on the past. There is nothing you can do about what's in your past. Nothing. 
Nothing. It's there. Leave it there. If you'll start walking, it'll get smaller until eventually you don't see it anymore. Let's keep going. See? Everybody say see. I love that. God's saying, quit looking at the past. If you will look forward and look at me, look, I'm doing something new. If you'll get, the problem is we live here. And God's saying, hey, 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 get your head out of the hole and look at me. Hey, everybody, look at me. This is what the Lord is saying. Quit looking this direction and look at me. When you look at the Lord, you will not see your past. You'll see your future. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Where you are, God is doing a new thing. And he is going to make a way for you where you are. You don't have to wait until you're somewhere else. You don't have to wait until you have this other thing. You don't have to wait until you have your act cleaned up. If we had to wait on that, we would be left in hell forever. The Lord takes us right where we are. For a fresh start to occur, we've got to forget the former things. It only weighs you down and keeps you where you are instead of going where you're supposed to go. Do not dwell on the past. This jumbles your mind with garbage. And there is no room for garbage when it is time to make a fresh start. Garbage just stinks up the place. You need to clear the garbage out. I'm thankful that my garbage does not show back up at my house. That is exactly what you're living in, is garbage. You know why? Because it was paid for. God paid the garbage man to come clean it up and to remove it forever. But we, we're like a dog or a cat and go get back in the garbage and drag it back out in the house. We have a new cat, and this cat drags things in. And it should drag things out. But you can't train a cat, or I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I, we, we're not real great with knowledge with cats. I'm not. Yeah, you've read. Yeah, I, I made that clear. I'm not. Acknowledge that the fresh start is from God. This isn't something you're making up. It's not something that you're buying online. It is from God. Your fresh start is real. It is not going to shake. It is from the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is doing a new thing in you. Do you see what he says? Do you not perceive it? Do you not know it? Is what I'm telling you brand new information? Because as you allow the Spirit of God to operate in your heart, this is going to be a confirming word. 
I think down deep, you know it. You're just so snowed over with the past, with the stuff. Trust him, not for a quick fix, but in making a new way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Amen? Amen. All right, let's look at a couple quotes. The difference between try and triumph is a little lump. Can anybody say, say amen to that? Something that I have learned is that it's not always the smartest and the most talented that get the prize. It's the ones that work hard. It's the ones who get after it and don't quit. There is something about working hard, and it's scriptural. It says if you work, you eat. Everybody say amen. I'm not going to tell you who all said these. I'm giving you a bunch. Some of them I didn't know. Can anybody guess who said this one? Do or do not. There is no try. Come on, I know you know. Yoda. <laughs> That's so funny. I had to give a Star Wars quote. Do it or don't do it. Have you ever heard someone say, you know, well, I'll try. Ugh, that just sets you up for failure. Go do it. You are a doer. You're not a trier and failure. You don't just say that because, well, I don't want to let people down. No. Go conquer that hill. Figure it out. Ask. Get help. Just don't quit. You haven't lost if you don't quit. Do or do not, there is no try. Look what it says in James chapter 1, verse 22. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you're a listener when you're anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in a mirror, walk away, and two minutes later they have no idea who they are and what they look like. But whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his eye, and sticks with it is no is no distracted scatterbrain, but a man or woman of action. This person will find delight and affirmation in the action. Do you hear that? If you will just try a little according to God's word, just a little, you will see an incredible result. You will see it. Who can testify? Yes, if you will just get moving. You've got to move. Look at this quote. A year from now, you'll wish you had started today. So I want to encourage you, go ahead and start. Go ahead and start. Look at this one. The voice in your head says that you can't do this is a liar. You guys remember one of my favorite quotes? Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. The voice in your head that says that you can't do this is a liar. 
Every accomplishment starts with the decision to try. Look at this one. If you want something you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done. It's so hard to go try something that you've never done before. It's so hard. Do you know the first time I ever sang in public was when I led worship here in front of the church? My head was spinning so fast I didn't realize it until I'd already done it. I didn't, I didn't know any better. I knew the Lord had called me to do it, and I just got up. and I mean, I'd sang with people, but never gotten up out in front of people. I will tell you, there is something that's going to happen when you start moving. God loves movement. He hates static. You know what he says about static? He, he relates it to lukewarm. Either be hot or cold. Be something. Because if it's warm, I'm just going to vomit that out. I don't want that at all. Be hot or cold. Every, which one did I just get? I want to go back to every accomplishment starts with the decision to try. Um, I believe that it, it was either uh, Wayne Gretzky or Michael Jordan says that, I think it was Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky that said, I missed 100% of the shots I never took. You got to take a shot. You'll never make a basket if you don't take a shot. You've got to shoot. And for shooters, it's really hard when they keep missing and keep missing and keep missing because what coaches will tell them is, keep shooting. Keep shooting. You're going to start making them, and you're going to start believing again, and you're going to start making a lot. But you're never going to make it if you don't shoot it. Is that the one I just gave? Oh, did I miss one? Go back, Mikey. I left one out. If you're tired of starting over, Stop giving up. That one took a minute. Did y'all feel, feel that? That was kind of weird. If you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. Look at this next one. Slow progress is better than no progress. One thing that is extremely hard for me, um, and you guys know that I've ran, I run, but when I run in, in races, I'm not racing anyone. That's just the funniest thing. Um, but in organized runs or races like the Haunted Half or the Ryan Burnett or whatever, the 5Ks, the After Dark, lots of people that I would think shouldn't beat me beat me. <laughs> And as hard as I try to dig, and I'm like, that person, I'm not going to let them beat me. And next thing I know, they're out of sight. I, I mean, they're not even there. They're, they're gone. But one thing I do realize is, I've got another quote here, is that I'm, I'm beating all the people that decided to sleep. And I'm not after beating people. I'm not, it's not what I'm saying. But what I'm doing is still good. And it, it's what I'm after. I, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm doing what I feel like I should be doing. It doesn't matter what the other person is doing. Slow progress is still progress. 
it's still movement forward. So if, if you're battling in your marriage or you're battling in your finances, let me tell you, someone that has just battled financial issues over and over and over, let me tell you, slow progress is still progress. When Elizabeth and I first started with Dave Ramsey, we didn't even know where to start. And praise God, his class was on a level that we could dive right into it and start almost like the first week. I don't remember when we could start that um, uh, cash flow budget. I'm looking at Ron Nelson back here because he's the one that teaches it. But once we could start applying that cash flow budget, it was slow go. And we could not see any results. None. Except we, we don't have any money. <laughs> That's what we could see. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Dave Ramsey. We knew that. That's why we're here. But even after the first month, we could feel the progress. It was slow, but it was moving forward. It wasn't draining my account any longer. It was adding to it, even though it was pennies. It still wasn't a subtraction. Can you guys, can you guys follow this? But it was progress, and slow progress caused us to start to get some momentum and to start to get some faith and to start to believe. Next thing you know, our progress sped up a little bit. When I first started running, I was running an 11-minute mile, so slow. I could walk faster than that. I'm not kidding. I could walk faster. Now I'm like at a 9. I think I, I ran today, and I'm a little bit under 9, which is still very slow. I don't care. You think I care what you think, what I, how fast I run? If that's what I cared about, I'd quit. But I burned 650 calories. Take that. That's a bunch of little Debbies I got coming to me tonight. The chili. I got chili coming. I'm not kidding. Slow progress is progress. We've got to think that if we don't get up in the morning and make a million dollars by the end of the day, we ought to just not do it. If I don't lose 25 pounds by the end of the month, I should just quit. No. You know, when I lost weight, I lost weight about a pound and a, or a pound and a half a week. That is slow progress. How many of you know it's hard to lose weight? A pound to a pound and a half. But I can tell you, I did not miss one week. Lost it every single week. Man, I'll take that all day long. Three months, I'd lost 40 pounds. Slow progress. Can you hear me? Stop looking at the past. Look at the Lord. There is something new for you. There is something amazing. Church, God is ready to pour out his blessing on you. He is ready to provide for you like you have never seen. He's ready to increase in your mind and to give you these good thoughts about yourself and to start doing great. Your marriage, your job, your overall life. Man, it's so good. Slow progress is better than no progress. Let's keep going. Uh, Mikey, where am I? There we go. There are no traffic jams 
along the extra mile. That's Roger Staubach. Have to throw in a Dallas Cowboys quote. But when you start going that extra, you start leaving everybody behind. You start, you start getting ahead. You start getting ahead. Ahead of what? Ahead. When you start digging in the word and you start following his word and you start loving on him and start living a life according to what God wants, you start pulling away from the crowd. And all of a sudden, you, you'll see it. You'll know it. That word where it said, quit looking at your past. See, I'm doing a new thing in here. Can't you perceive it? You know what? You will perceive it. The secret to getting ahead is getting started. We're in the process of uh, cleaning out an area, and it's an overwhelming it's really not that big of a deal, but it just feels overwhelming. But I started to realize if I will just take it one room at a time, I can do it. You know how to, you know how to eat an elephant? You can't eat it in five minutes. One bite at a time. The secret to getting ahead is getting started. You may say, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. Well, pick a small hill to go climb. If you've got a thousand things going on, pick out one and go attack that one. Leave the other 999. They'll still be there. But the one won't. You hear me? Just start with one. Just start. If your life is falling apart, pick out one area and start cleaning that room. Marriage, finances, your attitude, depression. Man, let me tell you, in with the Spirit of God, you can win over depression. You can, but you've got to go attack it. You've got to get help. I want you to know, if you're battling depression, there are people in this room that have battled depression and have won. In this room. Multiple. They're all over the room. But you've got to take action. The Lord's trying to reach you. Listen. No matter how slow you go, you're still lapping everyone sitting on the couch. That was the one I was referring to. No matter how slow you go, you're still lapping everybody that's on the couch. This is Charles Swindoll. I don't know if you've heard of him, but this is his quote. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. We think it's just the opposite, but it's not. Everybody has choices and everybody has circumstances that you're walking through. How you react to it. How you respond to it is why you are where you are. It's not because you've had challenges. Everyone has challenges. Everyone. You're not alone. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. The 
Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. It says, finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than pride. Finish. Finish. Elizabeth just said, finish strong. Finish, finish, and finish strong. I'm going to end with one more. Do what you can with what you have where you are. That's by Theodore Roosevelt. But I want to encourage you right where you are. I want you to know that when Jesus fed the 5,000, he fed them out of what they had. The guy said, hey, we ought to leave. Everybody's hungry. Jesus said, no, let's feed them. The guy said, well, we don't have enough money to feed these people. Jesus said, what do you have? I've got a few fish and a few pieces of bread, a few loaves of bread. Perfect. I can work with that. The Lord would say to you, what do you have? And when you show it to him, he says, that's all we need. The woman that was about to have to sell her son, that was about to go broke and have to lose everything, Remember, she went to the prophet. It was either Elijah or Elisha. I mess that up every time. And the prophet said, what do you have? She said, I got just a little bit of oil. Perfect. Now let's do. What'd she tell him to do? What'd he tell her to do? Go get a bunch of jars. I know y'all have just heard me say this probably a month ago. She could have gotten three jars. But she didn't. She got every jar she could get. She went and talked to her neighbors. Everybody donated. They all got jars. She's got jars coming out of her ears. Puts it under that can. They start pouring. And it doesn't stop filling those jars until she runs out of jars. And then it says it stopped flowing. And it took care of her debts. And it took care of her the rest of her life. That is the provision of the Lord. We start, do what we can with what we have, where we are. You do not have to wait for that great job. You don't have to wait for the waters to part. You don't have to wait for the lunar eclipse. You don't have to wait. You have to move. God is moved by faith. You have to move. Faith is an action. Faith is an action. Move. Just move. The slightest bit is enough to move all of heaven. Amen? I am believing and I believe for this church and for you for the greatest year ever. In the midst of everything that's going on in this world with ISIS and the politics and everything wrong, this is going to be our best year. I'm the Lord's kid. Nothing affects him. Nothing. Nothing can keep him from me. Nothing. This is going to be our best year. But we've got to move. Amen. You guys stand with me and let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, we just worship you and we just praise you. 
Lord, I do want to stop looking at the past and I want to see what you're doing. As you're speaking to us and saying, look, I am here. I am ready to move in your life. Lord, I hear you. And Lord, I can feel that in my spirit. How you so desire to move in this body, move in this people, move in our youth and our children and our men's and women's and our, our missions and Lord, in our finances and Lord, in healing and breakthrough. Lord, we just, we just want to get on with what you're doing and get moving. Thank you, Lord. Help us to get off the couch. Help us to get out of our doldrums and our pity party and start going forward. Just move. I thank you, Lord, that this is going to be our best year. Lord, I pray for Ken Lloyd with, with the diagnosis that he has. Lord, I just thank you that you are the God over cancer, over my dad, over all those that are just battling cancer and illness. Lord, I thank you that you, ha you have it all under control. And we just speak right now to these mountains that stand in our way, Lord. In Jesus' name, be removed and cast in the sea. Lord, all it took was a twig to be thrown on the bitter waters for um, that, that nation to start to be productive again. Lord, we just ask right now for just a move of God in our hearts that we would start to be productive again. I just thank you, Lord. I just thank you, Lord. We just bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.